Hi, I'm Akai Kote, beauty content creator and YouTuber. And I'm Sasha Oko, brand owner of So Aesthetic Makeup and a beauty enthusiast. Welcome, welcome to, to Beauty in Town. Hi Valerie, welcome to Beauty in Town. Hi Mel, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for joining us in our pink sofa. Thank you ladies for having me. Yeah. I love this pink sofa. Thank you, it's from House of Makai. What's House of Makai? <laughs> it's a home interior furniture store and they have amazing pieces. Oh, yeah. where? I've never been there. It's in Osu. Oh, is it your store? No, someone that we know no. in common. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. You tag, I'll tag you on Instagram. Okay. So she tag basically it. sponsored our setup. Yeah. Oh, so um, thank you, House of Makai. Really, really nice. Yeah, she's yeah. got really nice pieces. But you're here today, and I just want to say thank you for coming. Um, we love you. I know oh, you. We both, you. Know, <laughs> both know you personally. <laughs> but we also wanted our viewers to get to know you more okay. on a personal level, but business-wise, not family we can we can keep that we can put that other side yeah um and your brand is r and r which is i mean since you moved to ghana it's just like basically grown from so much. so much you know it's in everybody's tongue everybody talks about the brand people are using it everyone's timeline timeline oh, really? instagram um so i really wanted you to just talk about how the brand came about and yeah um so r luxury i founded it because I felt that there was a need for like an indigenous beauty skincare brand. Um, I think actually, actually it started accidentally. I just had my first baby. I was living in Lagos in Nigeria. I'd moved there from England and I just had first child and I wanted to use something on her skin that was natural and was, you know, local to the market. So I didn't want something that I'd have to import. And of course, you know, when you think about Africa, you think about skincare, you kind of yeah. think about like shea butter or mm. cocoa butter. And I started doing my research and, you know, meeting different people, different, not farmers per se, but different people in the industry, finding out raw materials and trying out different things. And I discovered that you could have shea butter in the liquid form. Then it was very unheard of. Mm. It was very new. It was very crude, actually. It wasn't as refined and... Um, like aesthetically pleasing as it is now, but the fact that you could get it into a liquid, it kind of ticked all the boxes for me because I've always known what shea butter is, but I wasn't someone that liked fussing with it too much because initially I'd come to Ghana, buy shea butter, take it to London, and then it would be really hard. I'd have to mix it on the stove or put it in the microwave. You'd have to do things. Yeah, the smell could be quite overpowering. Although I've actually grown to love the smell. When I smell it, I like inhale, I love it now. But then I just wasn't sure about it. And I was always one of those people that's always running very late for work or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I would never have time to be mixing and concocting my own whipped butter or whatever. So I knew that it was good for you, but it didn't fit with my lifestyle. So knowing that you get as an oil and for me as a mother of a baby, you have even less time, you know, yeah. you're constantly, you know, running after this newborn, feeding, cleaning, wiping, blah, blah, blah. So having it as an oil just made so much sense to me. So I started using that on my baby skin and I realized it was something the whole mm. family could use. Mm -hmm. And when my whole family started using it, I realized that, look, this is something that is not, we shouldn't keep to ourselves. Mm. We should really share it. And it's not that we didn't reinvent the wheel or anything. We didn't invent shit oil. But I just, with a marketing background, I understood that the value of it in the bigger marketplace. Mm -hmm. So when I started, I actually thought it was something that I was going to immediately export 
to the rest of the world. But um, funny enough, it took a turn that it, I realized that people locally and domestically were interested in having a product that was locally made, locally sourced, mm -hmm. and was an indigenous brand, yeah. like creating a brand. Loads of people, you can buy shea butter in the market, you can, you know, buy loads of shea-based products locally, but there was no brand yeah. at the time. Maybe yeah. there were some that were doing yeah. it for hair, but mm. not for the skin. Yeah. So I just thought, you know, I mean, this my is kids a... use it. Everybody uses it. Like I don't know. I think they drink it. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> it's always finished. Yeah, like, even my kids do you, that. You run out of it a yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah. And for some reason, when I'm using it, it lasts forever. But when other people start using, my kids always come and take mine and. Uh, my husband so actually that's how we ended up starting the men's line because yeah. he just used to finish everything and he said oh I'm taller than you my body's bigger <laughs> I so use more you, okay um, so how was it like moving from the coffee world to running your own business um actually uh, before I moved to Nigeria I had my own PR company okay. in the UK so I'd worked for other PR companies different PR agencies I studied communications culture and media and straight out of university I started working in PR uh, first okay. in the music industry, then I moved to an agency that focused on consumer, fashion and beauty PR and then moved to others and then eventually ended up setting up my own PR agency in the UK which again was quite unheard of. There was two, yeah. two girls, myself mm -hmm. and my good friend, um, we left our different PR jobs to come together and create our own agency and then I was only 27 or so and yeah it was quite unheard of at that time. Yeah to you know young girls to, especially to black girls in london mm -hmm. to be setting up on their own but i think things have really evolved kind of mm -hmm. since then so we had our agency and then when the opportunity came for me to move to get married etc and i was leave, leaving the country i decided to just go freelance yeah. so in lagos i was a freelance pr executive mm -hmm. so to speak and i worked with loads of great fashion brands and beauty and music um big Musician, yeah, he was one of my oh, wow. initial Tiffany clients Amber. in Nigeria. Tiffany Amber mm. on the fashion side, Chris Eyre, mm. he's a famous jeweler from Hollywood, mm. but he's also Nigerian. Mm. And he was my client in the UK, but mm. when I moved to Nigeria, he carried me along, mm. and actually, he really kind of eased my entry into mm. Lagos in terms of getting to know the industry. But I continued with my PR job for yeah. years, I only stopped um well with my PR gigs should I say because I wasn't working for anyone specifically mm -hmm. I consulted with different brands I stopped maybe um five years down the line of R&R okay so how was it like um as a Ghanaian um owning a business in Nigeria like starting a business in Nigeria oh it, it wasn't a problem at all actually I, I'm so glad to have started my company in Lagos Lagos is so dynamic it's such a dynamic city and there's so much going on there the industries fashion music art beauty beauty mm. beauty was still very fresh in 2010 mm. when i started now it's so big but now it's huge and i think that's the thing about nigeria they really embrace things they don't they they're open to mm. things that are you know home-based you know they really push the made in nigeria um, aspect. So actually Lagos is an awesome place to start and I think Nigeria also sets a lot of trends for the rest of Africa and even sometimes for the rest of the world. Look what's happening mm -hmm. with their music. Yeah. So for me it was a great starting place and um, as we grew but the, the thing with um, Nigeria is that with my products I always source them from Ghana. Oh. Having that Ghanaian in me mm -hmm. I, I felt the connection was always 
back home. So even though I manufactured, I produced in Nigeria and marketed and sold there, opened a shop in Lagos, my raw materials were always from Ghana. Okay. So it just got to a point, you they know... They could have easily sourced raw materials in Nigeria. Yeah, they, they have not, shared, not, they? they have shared, absolutely. Okay. But when yeah. I, then, in 2010, I just found that a lot of the suppliers and manufacturers... Mm -hmm. Shear was slightly more advanced. The shear industry was more advanced in oh, Ghana. Okay. So I was just more confident with the, with the supply coming from here. Mm. So I used to bring it in to Nigeria and then we'd finish By it. Road. Package, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Road was actually just the easiest way mm -hmm. to get things to us. And it was, Lagos was a fertile ground and people really embraced the brand. I, we still have a shop in Lagos today. We've just expanded it last year. And, you know, we still have an amazing customer base there. Yeah. And um, so when I moved to Ghana, it just made sense to now create, have the HQ here. One, me being here is important. Mm -hmm. And two, all of our raw materials being mm -hmm. from here. Yeah. And then just creating a very tight ecosystem mm -hmm. was important because then, you know, you can save money that eventually is a saving for the consumer as well. And you can keep a tight control on your quality, your team, manufacturers mm. everything so that was a transition but it was a good transition I, I enjoyed starting in Lagos well we're glad you're here <laughs> what distinguishes you from the other skincare brands because as you already know the skincare game is crazy like natural skincare natural skincare yes there's a lot going yeah. on here mm. there's so many share products um, and I know like tons yeah. Right, so what distinguishes you from them? I mean, I'm biased, so I'm team R&R, &R, but I just really want to know what I'm Well, naturally, the industry has grown. When we started, there really weren't that many. Ghana definitely was far more advanced in the sheer industry. There were brands um, similar to ours, doing similar things, but a lot of those brands, those people are my mentors. They're the people that taught me what I needed to know about the industry back in 2010, and I'm still very close with all of those people now. In Nigeria, it was... It's now a burgeoning, growing market. Then Shear wasn't, they didn't place that much value on Shear. But when people realize just what you can do with it and how um, the quality of it and the fact that you can actually package it and make it look like something that you can buy from anywhere in the rest of the world, um, people really took to it. And other, other brands started coming up because it's not that difficult let's face it to find share mm -hmm. or to yeah. find you know producers that make let's say coconut oil for example because they're right here mm -hmm. in africa so barriers to entry are pretty low but for us it's about the quality mm -hmm. of our produce the quality of our ingredients mm -hmm. are always the highest we work directly with the suppliers and in fact we're setting up our own factory in the north that mm -hmm. will be producing and processing our raw materials and there's one thing that i really like about rnr is the fact that you sell outside of and outside of Africa mm. and you know you find a lot of um, international brands coming in here to take our raw materials yeah and taking it back to you yeah and you're doing it you're local and you're She's doing it the opposite way no no yeah yeah but, yeah. but the yeah, right but way you know because right to be honest I mean it's great a lot of those brands that use the raw materials from mm. Ghana and Africa mm. and then they produce elsewhere. They've done a lot of the hard work for mm. us in terms of getting people familiar with the yeah. ingredients, like yeah. shea butter, like body cocoa shop. butter, yeah, exactly. Okay. And they've done great things, but at the end of the day, when you take an ingredient raw, mm -hmm. it loses value in terms, yeah. the economy Heritage. loses the value, yeah. yeah. So yeah. for us, we're an African brand using African ingredients. We're producing on the continent, 
we're keeping our value chain all here. So we're it keeping means the money here as well. we're keeping the money employment. here. We're creating employment. We're growing the economy, yeah. and that's what's important. It's not just about taking the value and taking it out and producing yeah. and mm-hmm. and refining and stuff outside of the continent because the economy will not grow. Yeah. And so for us, it's it's double well, it's multifaceted that other than creating something that people need mm-hmm. and people want, we're also providing jobs. We're creating mm-hmm. employment. And we're also helping the economy, empowering, empowering people, empowering women. Yeah. So any time that you use shea butter, you're empowering women, especially handcraft yeah. and shea. Yeah. It's, it's women mm-hmm. that pick the nuts and women that process mm-hmm. into butter. So it's very important to be involved with those women and understanding their needs yeah. and just making sure that you're taking them out of the, the cycle that they're used to. But even on the Accra level, creating jobs, you know, we yeah. have our youth population not just Ghana, but Africa is going to have the largest youth population in the world mm-hmm. by 2050. And the rates of unemployment are very high. Mm-hmm. So if we can even employ five people, yeah. that, yeah, we, um, yeah. you know, we, we take that very seriously. Mm-hmm. We take that role very, very seriously. Do you think um, shea butter has become like a trend? Because like I've seen it now, like lots of brands are just putting in shea butter because like everyone is trying to like incorporate like mm. natural products into their... Um, regiments. Do you yeah. think it's a trend that will... No. No, because the reason that most brands use shea butter is because shea butter is very it's good. good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It does what it's supposed to. Yeah. It's a natural emollient and its qualities are very, very hard to find in, in other cosmetic ingredients. Mm-hmm. What shea butter can do and what it's you know mm-hmm. capable of naturally is is unmatchable. So mm-hmm. I know you have some of the products that have had their moment. Mm-hmm. I won't mention necessarily mm-hmm. yeah. the different ingredients, yeah. but I even went for a conference at the body shop yes. years ago, and one of the things, somebody asked, what's next after shea butter? Mm-hmm. And they said, there's nothing mm-hmm. after shea, shea butter. butter. Shea it's butter true. is there then, mm-hmm. is here now, it will be there tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So as long as we manage to sustain the parklands mm-hmm. and keep the shea and make sure that the trees continue to grow in the wild and they're well looked after and they're not chopped down for firewood, then, you know, we can maintain the industry, but there's nothing after shea. It's not a trend. Yeah. I think many people have been using it in their formulations, not just because it sounds good, it's actually good. Even in the non-natural formulations, yeah. they put shea butter in because of the moisturizing qualities. Okay, are you gonna, okay I was going to ask, um, so the products that you have, so like black soap, shea butter, baobab oil, does it cater to like every skin type, every skin, um, like every skin type, yeah yeah absolutely i mean what we do in terms of formulations they're very simple yeah you know the ingredients list most of the time are five ingredients or less and the majority of it is the base ingredient which is shea or coconut or baobab Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just that one ingredient but it's because we know the value of it and the quality that that alone does a great job but you know sometimes we mix essential oil sometimes we blend them together because together even they have different attributes they do different things so you know it's it's suitable for all skin types absolutely it's not or for oily skin or for caucasian skin or for black skin is actually suitable for all skin types because even me like i have oily skin but i can still use to be honest like in the beginning i was skeptical about using baobab oil Mm. because i have oily skin like why would i put another oil on my skin but it works perfectly i use it at night though Mm. i use it at night i use the black soap I, you know, previously I used to use black soap, but it was the very 
I think I got it from the market, and those ones don't have shea butter in it. Yeah, so it was they dry like your skin. Very drying. Mm. So I just stay away from black soap for a very long time until I use R&R. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really good. We pack it with oil so that it moisturizes yeah. as well as cleanses, because naturally people, you know, it's high acidity, black yeah. soap, and soap in general, but it's got a high acidity level, so you know, a lot of people put black soap on and leave it yeah. on their skin. I don't know why. Because I think it, um, like there's a conce conception that it uh, bleaches your skin. Oh. So that's why people used to leave it on for so long to like bleach their skin. Oh so I think that's where it came from. Well, they need to leave that concept yeah. right at the door because <laughs> so no one should now, be doing um, that. How, where do you see R&R in the next five years? Um, for what us, would you like to see? For us right now, it's there's various stages of growth. So it's not just about growth of the brand, the product, so expanding our product line, going to other formulations. It's also about um, expanding our value chain. So other than just creating a brand, we're also working backwards to own the processing aspects mm -hmm. of it so that we can control the quality from the nuts, you know, from mm -hmm. the farm straight, straight to, to the you. shelf, you mm -hmm. know, so that we're involved in the entire process in creating the quality ingredients and ensuring that they are high quality mm -hmm but also so that we're empowering people along the entire value chain. And yeah, the more we grow, the more places you're going to see us in. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're, we've been doing a lot of work in different territories as well. Mm -hmm. Last year, we spent a lot of time in the US. This mm -hmm. year, we're doing a lot of work in the UK mm -hmm. as well. So hopefully the more... How did your PR event go? You know, no, you had the whole press week. In London? In London. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, we're working with a PR agency mm -hmm. there to kind of get the word out and introduce people to the mm. brand. So even though we'll be celebrating our 10th anniversary mm. this October, to the rest of the world, it's a brand new, mm -hmm. it's a brand new concept, a brand new product, a mm. brand new brand. So we have a lot of educating to do. So mm. we've just been spending a lot of time kind of educating people, introducing the product into the market slowly, direct to consumer, mm -hmm. also speaking to the trade mm. and seeing, you know, kind of where we fit and learning loads of lessons mm. as well, because there's so many things that you don't account for until you actually go in and, you know, take the plunge and get talking to people and testing your products mm. on people. So we've been spending a lot of time kind of researching the different and honestly, areas. honestly, because I've known you for so many years, I've actually witnessed your journey. Yeah. So it wasn't like overnight. Yeah. For people thinking your journey was overnight, you've explained so much to us. It's really nice to get to know more. Um, about how the company started up. So thank yeah. you very much. Um, we would like to know what is your best five products from your range. How many? How many? Um, how many? Oh, we have about like twenty plus SKUs, but stock keeping units for technical term. But yeah. I mean, most of the time they're variations of you know the same product. So yeah. for me, my daily routine consists of. The liquid black soap. I'm just cleanser. gonna ask you that anyway. <laughs> yeah, the liquid black soap is my cleanser mm -hmm. for my face mm -hmm. and body, and then I use um, baobab oil to moisturize my face day and night, and I also use whichever sheer oil I can get my hands on. If my kids haven't stolen it, you know, whichever one I find, but I use that for my this, body. Do you use other people's products as well? Oh, absolutely. It's not like. I use that exclusively, you know, I'm not getting any younger, so although these products, they do have like naturally anti-aging properties, especially the Baobab, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. I also insert retinols, I also have sunscreen mm -hmm. that I yeah. use as well. We live in a very, very hot climate, mm -hmm. you know, the sun, tropical sun is very extreme out here. Very harsh. You can't, yeah, you, you can't take for granted what that does 
to your skin. So even though things like sheer oil, sheer butter in itself has like natural um, sunscreen, but very, very low factor. Mm. So you have to use sunscreen on your face. So, you know, I layer different products, mm. but my base products are always that and they've been that for many, many, many years. So, you know, but in terms of my everyday basics, if you look, like if I travel and you look at my travel bag, mm -hmm. it's literally R&R black soap, baobab oil, R&R sheer oil. Are there any other... Um... And my lip butter. Mm. And then twice a week I use the scrub. So there you go, five mm. products. Are there any other like business owners that you looked up to before you moved to Ghana or still look up to now that you're here? Oh, loads. I mean, um, I don't know if we were talking about this earlier. One of the, we also do candles. Mm -hmm. And one of my huge inspirations before starting my brand was Jo Malone. Mm -hmm. So that Jo Malone brand isn't actually owned by Jo Malone anymore, but she started it. It's, it was bought by Estee Lauder, oh, Estee Lauder oh, yeah, Company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she now has a new brand, but Jo Malone is a huge inspiration. As a female who started a brand on her own, ended up going to acquisition by Estee Lauder. Um, her products are amazing. I mm. still buy her candles, even though mm. I make my own. Um, who else? I mean, there's Carol, I mean, sorry, Lisa's daughter. I Carol's mean, Lisa daughter. Price, yeah. who is the CEO and founder of Carol's daughter. There's Who's also sold it to... Um, there, well, 50%, I believe. She's sold L'Oreal. Do you sell your company? Oh, I'd never say never. Yeah. I'd never say never. Absolutely. Just, like I've realized, this is a trend in like beauty brands selling to bigger brands. I think it's like the highly, norm. Yeah. Kylie, so, I, but they sold fifty percent as well, not the whole. Fifty one. Fifty. Who? Kylie. Oh, fifty one. Yeah. She owed to Coty. Yeah. yeah. So at the end of the day, it's it's business. Mm. So yeah. you know, some people get upset that they feel like the brands have sold out, or they want them to remain small, which doesn't make any mm -hmm. sense. Surely you want your our people to like yeah. grow and go to the same level as mm. all the other beauty houses and. I find yeah. that the I, th I find that the we attack our own, mm. but when the other world do it, it's yeah. fine. Yeah, you know, it's the norm. Like Facebook, Lisa, you know, or yeah. Instagram, or you know, whoever else. Those those brands. Everyone's like, yeah, well done. Yeah. But if it's, you know, a black home brand, yes. indie brand. I mean, if you, have a, if you have a really good product, like, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you want it to reach, like, a wider audience? Exactly. Because by yourself, you probably are limited by so many things. It's as much, you, there's but, a limit to grow, yeah. like, your stuff. Yeah. yeah. So if you have a bigger yeah. brand that could take your product, like, across the world, like, why not? Without losing the quality. Yeah, quality. And a lot of them, they keep the creative directors on board as well. Yeah, yeah. they Bobby do. Brown is still a creative director. Window Estee Lauder. Exactly. Yeah. No, LVMH. Is she bought by LVMH, oh, yeah. Okay. And then you've got um, Richelieu Dennis, mm -hmm. who's the owner of Sundial Brands, yes. which was bought by um, Unilever yeah. like yeah. two years ago. Yeah. That's a great success story. Mm -hmm. And they started very much like us, you know, yeah. selling um, in local markets and out the back of their car. I mean, we didn't ever sell out of the back of the car, but it was the same thing. It yeah. was friends and family. Yeah, Here's some products to try. If you like it, come back. And it grew mm. from that. And thank God we're in the age of social media as yeah. well because it's brought the world a lot smaller. You can put your brand out there, mm. take great pictures, share great knowledge, and you'll, you can turn that into mm. sales and awareness. So that's been a, a great help. So I mentioned, who's that, three people? Jim yeah. Lisa Price, Richelieu, Dennis. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so, so definitely people I look up to. There's so many more. Mm that I can go ahead and mention. But also, I'm also inspired by my peers. I'm inspired by 
people like Sasha. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, when you started your yeah. aesthetics yeah. brand year, years ago, that was yeah. before I started. That was like a year a or two. I think that was a year or two before. You know, I did your wedding. Yeah, your exactly. And I was just amazed that you know someone just like me. It's yeah. it's different to be in the service industry yeah. as a PR. Um, PR agency owner, mm. you can do that. But starting a product label, you know, and it brand. wasn't. It was even the hardest because um, everybody was used to um, imported brands. And yeah, and foreign so foreign products that they trust. When you're getting women to switch up their skincare, yeah. it's not. It's really not easy. Yeah. So it's just a case of kind of building trust and educating mm. and just creating something that you know you yourself will use and just keep on mm. going at it it's not an overnight thing mm -hmm. and you know when you start you, yeah you always think it's going to be overnight and after like when reality hits, it hits you you're like no <laughs> like I, I always tell like my team that i feel like we're now a new brand mm -hmm. yeah and, like you that's know, the yeah. thing the journey yeah, is the journey just, is just it's like beginning yeah. you know it's not ended you're 10 years down the line and yeah. you people think that you just started yeah. and you're like that's great it just means yeah, there's more opportunities and the more right. You've done it, so other people can come up after you and they can say, okay, well, Sasha's done it, why can't we do it? Yeah. Valerie's done it, mm -hmm. why can't we do it? And the, it's better for all of us, yeah. competition is good. And like I was saying, you know, when we got the Glitz Award for Best yeah. Indigenous Brand, I just yeah. said, look. That was nice. Yeah, thank you. I mean, there would, what is the category of Best Indigenous Brand if we're mm -hmm. the only yeah. Indigenous the brand yeah. in, the, in, in the country? Yeah. Then we wouldn't have a category. So the more that we can, more companies that come up after us, the better. Yeah. Then it creates more, it creates a story. Yeah. So you have some questions from social media. And the first one is, there's a conception that when you use shea butter, mm. because it's an oil and that sun is really hot, it can make you darker. Do you think that's true? Um, I think the way you ask the question is not the way most people ask it. Most people yeah. just say, hey, shea butter makes you dark. <laughs> and we're like, well, if you put, shea butter on your skin and you go and stand in the sun you're going to tan you know it's not because yeah. it's a tanning agent or anything like yeah. that but when you go out in the sun you're going to get darker mm -hmm. so if you don't want to get darker you need to use sunscreen mm -hmm. you should use sunscreen anyway whether yeah. you want to get darker or not but you should always protect yourself with sunscreen but shea butter as an ingredient as a product as a fat as a oil does not turn your skin into another shade Shape. okay absolutely not okay so the next one is, um, where do you source your raw materials from? <laughs> that would be telling now, wouldn't it? But, um, well, we all know shea butter is only grown in a very specific part. Mm -hmm. First of all, it's indigenous to Africa, and you can only find it on the savannah belt yeah. of Africa. So normally, where you are, depending on where you are, is in the north. Yeah. So if you want to find shea butter, it's go in the to north. the north. Or find somebody who you know in the north. Or, you know, get, but I mean, I'm not going to start listing my suppliers or anything. Oh. But also, guess what? Google. Yeah, Google. Google Google's your best friend. friend. <laughs> exactly. You can find your suppliers yeah. on there. Even Instagram nowadays, you find many so people providing a service, providing ingredients. You know, loads of small businesses have come up fulfilling all mm -hmm. the various needs of the yeah. value chain, not just finished products. Some people are doing packaging now. They're importing mm -hmm. packaging and reselling. Some people will be selling... Um, raw ingredients yeah. so people give you the finished products and people even private labels so yeah. you just need to do your research that's yeah. how we all mm -hmm. found mm -hmm. out mm -hmm. you know found our suppliers research research yeah. research um so another question is are natural products really natural or are they hidden 
um, ingredient? Mm, I mean, that's an interesting question. It just depends on the brand. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, I think in some parts of the world, you can declare your product to be natural if it has 80% natural ingredients or 60% natural ingredients. But for us, when we say it's natural and we say it's 100% natural, yeah. it's 100% natural. Now, off of that, like, what's the difference between natural and organic? And now there's even clean beauty, like... Um, clean beauty or green beauty trend is about ingredients that are generally derived from the earth, that are plant-based mm-hmm. products. Yeah. Um, organic is about how the product is or the ingredient is farmed. So if it's under organic, um, organic circumstances, you would have to be certified organic and mm-hmm. you'd ha- it would have to go in a specific area where it's not close to pesticides. Oh. It's done, you know, the people that work on the farm or, on, you know, where it grows and paid a fair mm-hmm. wage. There's very specific rules and regulations okay. and they have to be certified. Okay. So that is what organic means. Natural just means it's a natural okay. ingredient from the earth rather than man-made, rather than synthetic. Okay. Um, okay, so the next one is, are natural skincare products as good as the ones produced in the labs? Um, I think with products produced in the labs... You, it's a mixture of scientific-based formulations and synthetic materials, and everything has its purpose. Mm-hmm. But what we, as a brand, are sharing is what nature gave to Africa. Yeah. You know, we, I didn't invent shea butter. Shea butter has mm. been around for centuries. Our grandparents, you know, our parents, grandparents, great-grandparents yeah. have used it, and they're things that have been healing our skin mm-hmm. for centuries. Mm-hmm. So we know that they work. Everyone yeah. else knows that they work. But, you know, everyone has their reasons for formulating the way they do. But, um, you know, it depends what you're looking for, I suppose. But we know that the potency of the natural ingredients that grow naturally in our environment, and we know how good they are for your skin. So yeah. That's what we created the brand off the back of. Yeah. And how do I make my brand stand out from other brands? Um, I'd say be unique. Yeah. Yeah, be honest and true to yourself. You can't... Don't try and be somebody else. Mm-hmm. If you are your authentic true unique self you will stand out from the rest because you're not copying using somebody else's blueprint if you create something that's about you like aranda actually stands for my daughter it's my daughter's initials my first daughter's initials i started the brand after i had her and you know it just made sense to pay homage to that and name it after her and it embodies who we are and it embodies me it embodies my marketing my branding background Mm -hmm. So you can see that in the product yeah. I create. You can try and be R&R, but you will fail because yeah. you're not me. Mm-hmm. So if you're being yourself and honest and true to yourself, you will create something that's different mm-hmm. from the next person in the market. Aravel, thank you so much for you're coming. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Okay, thanks for having me, Sasha. <laughs> Very exciting. Congratulations on this amazing thank platform. Thank you. This is the first time in our part of the world, and I'm really proud of you ladies for thank taking the initiative. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, and thank you guys for watching and listening to Valerie. Um, yeah, she really drops some <laughs> gems. Yes, some good gems. Um, you can also follow her on her social media handles. She's got R and R Luxury, and then she's got her actual pest. Well, I wouldn't say pest business. Sasha puts up some. Hey, sorry, Sasha Valerie puts up some good things on her page, like podcasts, listen to. Mm. I just think that she I do competitions well. I do some yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's good to follow um, her as well. There's yeah. so many cool stuff she's doing and it's really and she's showing it to us as well so you can get more updates about what Valerie and Arana are doing so it's Valerie Oba yes thank you
thank you. <laughs> um, and then thank you again. And don't forget to follow us on all our social media um, handles. Subscribe and to subscribe. Our, YouTube, our YouTube channel. Leave a comment. <laughs> and make sure you like. <laughs> Leave a comment, like, <laughs> share, share, subscribe. Share. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All right, then. We'll see you guys in our next episode. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>